Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the show. And today we're going to be covering how to start a resale business and at least the first part of it. Um, So we're going to be talking about a few different things like the types of resale businesses, the key factors uh, for winning with the resale business, uh, and where exactly to start. So if that sounds like that's interesting, stay tuned. All right, guys, so I'm back, and first of all, I have a little bit of a cold, so uh, excuse me for that. Um, I don't know what it was, but yeah, I've just been having a cold. But anyway, so yeah, um, I wanted to, for our first episode ever, first real episode beside the introduction episode for this show, I wanted to cover uh, things like what are the easy businesses that you can start right away, which don't take that much um, money. Uh, but do take a little bit of effort because when you're starting your first business, I would uh, most people are not uh, in a position where they have a ton of money, uh, but they do have some spare time and they are willing to work a little bit harder uh, than others. So anyway, so the first I want to this is such a huge topic. Like I don't think people understand how big uh, the resale business is. Like it's an, it's just huge. Um, and the, and I mean, you, I don't know, like, you know, it is a big market and there's just so many different players, I guess, but I don't know if this is a way that you can, you know, uh, retire and get like incredibly rich. Um, but I think this is a good start. Like, you know, this is something that, you know, even if you're in high school or in college, um, you know, this, if, if a high schooler and a college student can do this, I mean, almost anybody can do this. Um, so the three types of resale businesses that I kind of picked out to talk about today are um, the garage sale. The first one is garage sales and uh, thrift stores, uh, like thrifting. Um, the second one is niche markets like collectibles and uh, you know vintage items or very specific uh, areas and products uh, and wholesale lots is the third one. And this is basically like you buy um, store returns and all this other kind of stuff at once and you go through actual wholesalers. So those are the three types of uh, resale businesses that we're gonna be talking about today. Um, And I'll be right back. So garage sales. So garage sales are great. I think that this is probably one of the best ways to spend the least amount of money and maximize the return Um, and I think this is like a great way that um, anybody could really do this Um, even if you're in high school and college or even after um, this can be a great way for you to earn some side cash and the great thing about this is like it is not uncommon for you to spend you know let's just say two bucks on something and sell it for 20 uh, or even 20 bucks on something and sell it for 200 Um, you know 10xing your investment right or investment quote-unquote and this might this might this might seem like you know the resale business might not seem like you're gonna you know make billions of dollars or you know a ton of money but this I believe that the resale business is a great way for anyone to get started 
and understand uh, the basics of entrepreneurship and things like that. So uh, basically when I did garage sales and when I say garage sales, I mean garage sale slash slash uh, thrift shops like thrifting. Um, you know, those things, like if you have a eye for what's of value, you can really do well. Um, I have some experience with garage sales. Like I honestly just like nowadays, I don't really do this anymore because I'm working on my other companies. Um, but when I first started, I think I started my like thrifting slash garage sales when I was like 16. Um, and you know, I don't, I remember getting some good finds um, and the different type of things that you should be looking for at garage sales, in my opinion, are like old vintage, um, like that's what I focused on, like collectibles, um, old vintage things, like those, the little, uh, for example, the die cast cars, which it's like a hit or miss on those, um, you know, like Legos, um, what else? There's so many different items. Like one time I remember I bought a, a dollhouse. Uh, there's these like two little dollhouses. Uh, it's a miniature structure. And uh, I bought them, I believe, for two bucks each, right? And then I sold them. Uh, so I, bought, I spent four bucks on it. And then uh, in a week, I sold them on eBay for 200 uh, something. And it was really awesome. Like, you know, it, it's not a crazy success but hey i mean if you could spend four dollars anytime and get back 200 uh that sounds good to me um you know so dollhouses collectibles uh toys like that was my thing like you know old toys uh even old collectible things uh, i think i've said that like so many times but uh beside those like you if you have a lot of space for storage you can also try uh, like, you know, tools, tools are huge, furniture, uh, that kind of is a hit or miss again, but tools are um, safe, you know, um, <clears throat> any kind of uh, like outdoor stuff works very well also. Um, but, you know, things like that, that you can find at garage sales and, ooh, another one, thrift stores, um, if you can find designer clothing, like let's say that you live close to a saver's or, uh, you know, a goodwill. There's many, many times when uh, people do this. There's people that make um, at least like, you know, <coughs> excuse me, uh, like 50 grand to like, you know, 100 grand a year just reselling clothes, like designer clothing from, um, what do you call it, from, uh, you know, goodwill and savers. Like if you can figure out how to do that, um, I think you'll do just, you do just fine. Um, so yeah, that's about it for garage sales really. Um, and I'm going to, the next topic is going to be niche markets, which kind of ties into what I was talking about with the vintage collectible stuff. Hey guys. So, um, the next topic is niche markets slash collectibles and vintage items. So I'm going to just read off a list of things that could be vintage and collectible. Uh, but, you know, like this stuff is really got to be careful because, um, you know, what kind of looks cool isn't really of crazy value. So, I mean, uh, a good start would be like vinyl records, comic books, coins, um, you know, even sometimes people even co collect like classic real cars, uh, trading cards, dolls and toys, stamps. 
you know, and then if you're really, you know, into it, fine art and jewelry, um, you know, but <clears throat> when I, uh, did, you know, the, when I did this, like, collect, collect, oh, God, when I <laughs> collected collectibles, um, what I was really focused on, um, and still am kind of, but it's more of a hobby now is, um, you know, toys, like that's like really my thing. And I think I talked about that earlier in the garage sale thing. And the one thing to find success in the collectible thing is, uh, you have to really know, um, the item that you are trying to get, like the item that you're purchasing, right? Like you have to have, um, you know, kind of mastery on the subject. Like if you're trying to look for coins, um, or you're trying to look for old books or baseball cards or classic cars or stamps, right? Um, you have to know that, um, subject and that space very, very well. So for example, right? Baseball cards. Um, if you don't know what you're doing with baseball cards, there's a great chance, no matter, like, there, if you can buy, you can buy 10,000 baseball cards, and they would, they probably are worth nothing, right? If you go on eBay, you'll see people getting rid of tons and tons and tons of baseball cards, because the problem with vintage is every, they, they've made stuff that looks vintage, but really there's not that much value. So you need to really have a good understanding of um, you know, for example, a baseball card, like what is actually collectible? Um, you know, what is something that people are looking for, like for to buy, you know, there's been many things that people have bought like beanie babies, which are kind of out now there. Nobody's really looking for beanie babies, but they were really cool. And there's these trends, right? That you have to catch. For example, vinyl records can be huge because, um, right now, like the vinyl record trend is kind of getting in. Um, so that might be something to check out, but again, know the product that you're selling, especially if you're going after collectibles, because if you're reselling like bicycles, you know, uh, it, that's a much easier, uh, thing to understand than selling niche markets. But if you can understand like collectible items, uh, you can crush it. So... Um, the last topic is wholesale lots, right? So right now I'm just looking on my computer and I just want to list out a uh, few different suppliers that you could be looking at to buy wholesale lots. Um, so the first one, here you go, is liquidation.com. The second one is bulk.com. It's B-U-L-Q, B-U-L-Q.com, bulk. Um, and this basically are like liquidation, uh, this is liquidation goods. And what this basically is, is basically, I said basically way too many times, but it is stores like Best Buy, for example, direct liquidation is owned by Best Buy and all the stuff that if you've ever returned anything at a store, most of the time that doesn't really go back on a shelf. It goes back to a uh, liquidation site or, you know, the companies that handle returns and things like that. So many times you can buy products like returns and surplus uh, closeouts uh, for very, very uh, cheap pricing and you can often resell them and sometimes you might even get things in new condition. Uh, but mostly I would just say they would probably be refurbished or used. Um, so definitely check out those three 
Uh, that's I've purchased from Direct Liquidation and Liquidation.com. Um, so again, the first one I would recommend is Liquidation.com. Second, DirectLiquidation.com. Third, Bulk.com. Uh, B-U-L-Q. So those are the three. And if you just look up liquidation websites, I'm sure you'll find a ton. Uh, and just again, be careful. Read all the notes, especially on liquidation websites, because you are not seeing the product. And when you're buying, you're usually buying in bulk. Um, so and <clears throat> the different types of lots you could be buying, you can buy anything from clothes to electronics. I was in the electronic space like iPads. I've bought and sold hundreds of iPads uh, from these websites, um, and it works out pretty well. But you know, electronics are extremely expensive. Like I was selling iPads, um, you know. But I would say good things could be like clothes and other items, and uh, you know, just make sure that again, like read the read the show notes, and always. Uh, this is kind of going to dip into the next thing: is the key factors. The one, the two, pro, the two key factors which I'm going to go into depth is profit margin per product. It's like how much money are you going to make per item that you, for example, if you're buying 23 items in a resale lot, how much do you anticipate to make per each item? And the second thing is distribution. How are you going to sell them? So those are the two things and things I'm going to be talking about in a little bit. All right, guys, so before I get out of here, two key factors, right? So I kind of mentioned it just a little bit ago, uh, profit margin per product and distribution. So um, my strategy has always been medium priced items, like, you know, 30 bucks, 40 bucks, but also you can uh, go around and turn it, turn it around for like 200, 150, you know, uh, unless you're going, unless you're able to find products like, uh, for like three bucks that you can sell for 50 uh, make sure you keep an eye on the profit margin per product because it's not as easy as you think to sell resell something um, so make sure that the margin like dollar amount is also as important as like the percentage right because for you to probably sell something that uh, you buy for two dollars for twenty dollars is not that much harder to just sell something that you buy for 20 for 200 and um, making 180 versus $18, um, I would pick 180 all day. Um, and, you know, the only thing that it kind of, it completely comes down to how you see it. Um, and also, you know, like what kind of budget you're working with and items. Um, so, yeah, just make sure you keep an eye of how much money will you make per product, your margin. And in uh, garage selling and thrifting and niche markets and stuff like that, I would at least keep a margin of triple. Um, I at least, um, even on the worst day, you should be able to triple it um, because there's, it's not, you might have to hold on to something for a very long time before you flip it. Um, yeah, so that's about it. And then distribution, you know, what are the different channels you're going to plan? Uh, I have five for you. One is OfferUp. Uh, that's probably, it's amazing. It's this new app that came out. It's basically a better Craigslist. And since I just said Craigslist, the number two is Craigslist. And then three is eBay. Four is uh, LetGo. 
it's this new thing that's uh, coming up. It's kind of like OfferUp, except there's more users on OfferUp, which is why I like it. Um, yeah, there's four. I think I forgot the fifth one, so maybe I'll leave it in the show notes. But other than that, I think we're good. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed that quick little episode. Um, I'm, I am a little bit under the weather, um, but I still wanted to get this thing done because I've just been making excuses and procrastinating and it drives me insane. So I just wanted to get this episode underway and kick off the show. I hope you enjoyed it um, and I'm looking forward to be with you guys on this next show. Peace out.